Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Okay, leader, many of you have reached out and asked me what it's like to work with me in my Mindful Leader Satisfied Life Circle. So I'm going to give you a very brief overview of exactly what you get in working with me for that six-month program. You get transformation. You get walking into any room, any situation, knowing you belong, having control, having people come to you. But on a tangible basis, what does that look like? It starts with seven one-on-one laser-focused individual coaching sessions with me over six months, and then access to the six months of live weekly small group coaching calls. And because you know I only coach a handful of people, sometimes there are only two or three people on those calls. Sometimes it's only you and me. So that's like another weekly coaching session And you get to get the perspective of other executive leaders who are in the same place that you are. Get six-month access to my Mindful Leader Satisfied Life time-saving assets, trainings, modules, and all kinds of workbooks that personalize this to you. The self-discovery is inspiring. Can't wait to get on to the next module and see how much more self-control you'll have over those negative thoughts that have been holding you back. There's a private online community where we can share daily questions, but the special bonus is you have 24-7 email access to me. I'm your coach on call. You want me to look at your resume? I'm happy to. Any of the exercises that you're having difficulty with, you don't have to wait to the call. You just reach out to me and I will get back to you within 24 work hours. You're having a problem at work with somebody? I'm your coach on call. There's a leadership intake analysis that I read on my own time so that I can get more background on you, not have to use up your sessions with me. And exclusive to this program, Flow on the Go Weekly Planner, where you can track your routines, track your gratitude, track what's changing, what's showing up for you. Well, what does this look like over the six months, Mary Lee? Okay, number one, that first month, you notice your patterns, your habits. You start noticing the patterns and habits of others. You have defined your signature strengths and your personal values and you're applying those. And now you're starting to dream again. You have a vision for yourself, for your career and your life. You've stopped judging yourself and others. In month two, this is where I've taught you how to self-regulate with curiosity. You process difficult and stale emotions and release them. You replace your stuck story with how you're not whatever enough. 
and you are now creating a career plan with confidence, feeling worthy, you have self-control over negative thoughts, over your behavior, and months three to six, you are playing blue sky big. You are soaring here. You are self-empowered. You execute your career and life plan. You shine, apply for stretch roles if that's what you want. You have better relationships and control over your food intake, your sleep, your exercise, your self-care. You have compassion for yourself. And you know that person that you really dislike? You actually have compassion for them. So there is a link in the show notes, maryleeganner.com slash consultation. Go ahead and apply. I will reach out. I'll set up a phone call with you. We can go over some of the details, but I'm interested in helping you be that mindful leader with a satisfied life. And there's no reason to wait because it happens quickly. I am so glad you're with me today because today on episode 75 of the Still Space podcast, we're talking about letting go of the doubt weasel. I don't like to characterize people or situations, but I think doubt can definitely become like a weasel, which can be a very sweet creature too. But in this instance, I am using it in the context of the verb weaseling. You want to let go of the nasty, debilitating thoughts that gnaw at your peace, ambition, and ability to show up for people you care about. You try to do this, but doubt keeps weaseling itself back to the front of your mind and taking up more space every time it surfaces. This is what happened when doubt is untethered. You read self-help books to help with this. You listen to music to try and settle you. You think about everything you can do to try and get rid of this gnawing, nagging feeling. You figure you'll just work harder because that's always worked before. Only now, not only are you stuck working harder, you're exhausted on the treadmill to nowhere and people are distancing themselves from you and saying to you, you know, you're not present when I'm with you. You're not listening. You're not paying attention. Then you start getting hard on yourself because you can't fix this. You start to think there's something wrong with you, that this will last forever and affect your relationships. You notice that you're starting to give up. The truth is, the reason none of these things that you're doing are working is twofold. Number one, the thing you think you need to let go of is likely not the root of the problem. And number two, you don't know how to interrupt the destructive thought process in real time and replace it with a personal practice that brings you back to trusting yourself. Belief in yourself is your true north, not trying to get rid of this, doing more studying, working harder, believing in yourself. Okay, Mary Lee, how do we do that? It's difficult to know where north is when you're in the dark. That's why there are compasses. If you're suffering with letting go of something or someone whose time has passed, allow yourself the grace to have some support through that. If 
you need a counselor, a coach, me, even if it's not me, find someone that you can trust that you can talk to about this. The longer you are stuck, the more difficult it is to get back on path to enjoy the life you want and the life you deserve. Talk with someone who can show you how to transform the cycle of self-doubt into self-empowerment. When I speak on this topic, I have to mention grief because grief is the number one thing that is in the not letting go category. Usually we're grieving something. We're angry that somebody treated us a certain way. We're missing somebody that's no longer around. We wish we had something happening that wasn't, that used to happen. All of this is grief over the past. And we can't let it go if we feel negative emotions toward it. Like we weren't treated fairly, which might be a fact, uh, that we didn't have an opportunity to say goodbye, that we didn't heal all the wounds that were open and are still bleeding. These emotions that we're stuck in keep us stuck in the trap of doubt and grief. And grief is a process. You know, I had four children whose father died when they were all in middle school and high school. And I have a lot of experience helping people through grief because I had to do it for myself as I ushered my children through this process. And I sought professional help. The four children and myself went to a grief support group that was over two or three months. And it was hard because I was divorced from their father at the time that he passed away. And I had to sit in the room with a lot of spouses who were grieving their loved one. And it dawned on me that I wanted to shake them and say, do you know how lucky you are to have had that love in your life? I didn't have that experience in my marriage, but I learned a lot in the process about what happens to us when we're grieving. There were people there complaining that now there's nobody to take out the garbage. Um, Lots of different complaints that were truly only on the surface. And if they had been at a different point in their life, they would be able to see from a third-party perspective what I was able to see because I wasn't caught in the emotions that they were caught in. I had a myriad of other emotions that I was dealing with myself personally about my marriage, my four children about losing their father after a very difficult divorce. So... I became a student of what can be learned from this situation, and I took a lot away from that, and then I studied and read up on it to help my children, and I also bring that to my clients, because the practices of letting go with grief are transferable to everything that we need to let go of, those things that, as Dr. Henry Cloud says, need a necessary ending. If you look at a rose bush, You know that if you prune that rose bush back in the fall, in the spring, it's going to be very tight with very large flowers. And if you don't prune it, it's going to have very long offshooting branches with little tiny flowers that may not even bloom. 
One of the happiest moments in life is when you find the courage to let go of what you can't change. Forgiveness comes not from saying that what the other person did was okay. It comes from conscious choice not to blame them or the situation anymore for your unhappiness and ineffectiveness. In essence, you also forgive yourself as part of the letting go process for continuing to victimize yourself, for holding on to the situation, for holding on to someone's bad behavior, anything like that is a reason for your stuck behavior and mindset. When we externalize by blaming and complaining, assumptions, expectations, we're just driving ourselves farther away from our core self, finding the still space moment where we can go inside and search inside ourselves instead of externalizing, which leaves us feeling victimized. It's the situation's fault. It's his fault. I thought that I would live longer now that I have this disease. This situation isn't fair. All of that externalization doesn't bring you any peace. It's when you can look inside yourself and say, you know, I'm naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. I'm not a half of a person. I'm not fractured. I sometimes have a wounded ego that likes to dance in front of my face and tell me what to do. And when I can learn to dance with that and dance it out of my line of sight, I have more peace. When I can acknowledge my own emotions that are keeping me stuck, I can release them once I know what they are. And the truth is past choices become irrelevant in your present and in the future. You have compassion for yourself and may eventually also have compassion for that person that is gone or that hurt you or somebody that you're angry with. Either way, you have freedom. We become our own worst critic when things start to go bad, when we're trying to let go of something and we just can't do it. What if things weren't going bad at all? What if things were just happening on your road to figuring out what right path is there to take for you? What if the way you relate to the difficult things that happen in your life could change? What if you believed that? What if you believed everything you need you already have? What if you had the courage to let all the drama of discord in your life settle down like snow in a snow globe? What if what you see isn't anything that you expected when all of that dust settles? Maybe what's left behind it isn't something you saw at all. Maybe you've been wandering down a road thinking that there are only two forks in that road. Maybe there's a third fork that you haven't even considered yet. What if you believed, again, if everything you need, you already have? What if what you see is a little scary at first? And what if you're okay with that? What if you know that fear isn't something to be afraid of? It's a feeling. Honor it. I'm afraid here. It's not going to devour you alive. It's not going to set you on fire. It's a feeling. 
What if what used to be chaos is now clarity? That's freedom. Sometimes we don't realize this, but we don't want to let go of something because we're really not prepared for the uncertainty of what happens when we do. That's why people that live with abusive spouses, children that have been abused, often go back to what is familiar because they are not equipped and haven't yet learned how to live with uncertainty. And the opposite of uncertainty isn't certainty. It's self-trust. We lose certainty in the face of doubt, and doubt then becomes danger, and then that becomes anxiety. At our worst, we misconstrue doubt as this danger And the anxiety robs us of peace, of our genius, our executive presence. Then we lose the trust of our colleagues and the people closest to us, our family, mostly because we've lost trust and belief in ourselves. And in this space, everything seems to crumble. You'll never win the battle to control your future. Never. Don't tire yourself on the treadmill to nowhere. Tell yourself, in the still space moment, I don't know what will happen. I don't know what the future holds. What I do know is that I trust I'll be able to handle whatever happens. I trust I'll have my best interests at heart. I trust I can be gentle. Gentle with myself and strong against thoughts that don't serve me. I trust being my best is enough and that I am my own best friend. I trust myself, so I'll be okay. I want to close this episode for you with a short meditation on compassion and letting go. So if you could just get very comfortable in your seat, or if you meditate on the floor, that's fine too. Just get very comfortable and notice your weight in the chair on the floor, your back up against the wall or up against a chair, and leave your hands open in your lap in a receiving posture, and pay attention to your breathing. I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out and just keep pace with the natural pace of your breathing. Breathing in all the way deeply down into your lungs, down into your diaphragm, feel your belly expanding and breathing out, noticing all of that breath escaping through your mouth and taking with it anything that doesn't belong. Breathing in, breathing out anything that doesn't belong. May I be well. May I be calm. May I be peaceful. May I notice every part of my body that is present today, especially any part of my body that is holding tension. 
whether it's in my shoulders or in my belly or in my back, with every out-breath, may I release that and let it go. May I relax from the top of my head down through my cheeks and my jaw and through my neck down into my shoulders down my arms and let anything not good for me escape through my fingers and noticing every vertebrae in my spine one after another after another from my neck all the way down into my seat relaxing them one after another after another and that same awareness and relaxation going from my hips down into my legs noticing the weight of my body still in this seated position and my knee joints relaxing down into my ab ankles relaxing to my feet and releasing anything out through my toes that doesn't belong in this body today. I'm breathing in and as I breathe out I'm releasing everything that doesn't belong. May I be well. May I be whole. May I be naturally resourceful. May I believe in myself. May I believe that I can do whatever I put my mind to. May I know that I am never alone. I have this entire world as part of my universe. May we all be well. May we all be comforted by knowing nobody is alone. May we have compassion for ourselves. When we feel difficult emotions, when we hurt, when we're scared, when we're angry, when things don't make sense, may we be well and know that we have the collective support of one another. May we be well, all while breathing in and smiling on breathing out anything that no longer serves us. Breathing in and out at a natural pace. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and relax, change your posture. But just know that you are collectively part of a very powerful energy in this world. And that you have the ability to be gentle and kind with yourself, hand to heart. May I be gentle with myself. And may I be gentle and aware of others. Wishing you that awareness and your power today. 
Hey, I just want to make you aware of something that I'm doing that may be important to you or someone that you know. I have a lot of clients who are approaching retirement and they're really struggling with many things. Finances, mostly purpose, tying their identity to the role that they're in. What are they going to do when they retire? Is it going to be fulfilling? And I have a six-session Act two program set up specifically for them. So it's as simple as just going to my website, maryleegannon.com, clicking on the tab Act two, and you'll get all the information there. No need to worry about retirement. It's going to be the time of your life. I'm glad you were with me today, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com where you can also learn more about working with me.